superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We do not care. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Patrick Peterson here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's a must win. We still know that we're going to get their best shot. But like Coach said earlier in his press conference, we do not care. We can't care. We have to focus on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Today's guests. NBC Sunday Night Football Analyst, Chris Collinsworth. ESPN College Football Analyst, Kirk Herbstreet. Plus, NFL Network Insider, Tom Pelissero. And now, it's Rich Yes, it is. It's the final Friday of the NFL regular season. Pour one out for us. Pour one out for us. We're not coming off of a Thursday night game. We've got one last monster weekend of football coming up. Then it's the playoffs. College, national championship game playoffs. Monday. Super wild card weekend the following weekend. And then rubber meets road. Oh, my goodness. It's exciting, but it's also, you know, so depressing Yo, at the same time. it's kind of sad. I, I, was, know. I was riding bikes right. with Cage yesterday, and I'm oh. like, there's not a lot of football left. 30 games remaining of our football season. Yeah, right. Oh. Training wheels? No, 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 no. All right. Oh, man. He, he learned to ride his bike oh, in like two, 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 two weeks. I meant for oh, you. Oh, for me. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, right. It's been a while yeah. for me. It's been a while. Welcome <laughs> to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show here on the Roku Channel. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to have a Sirius XM Odyssey and also our podcast listeners all three hours. Check us out every single day. Whatever you miss, you can hear it. And boy, we've got some great conversations. Yesterday, we had three great conversations with players. Patrick Peterson of the Steelers, Patrick Queen of the Ravens. Those two teams are the first ones that take on each other this week 18 on Saturday a double dip. Uh, Chris Fowler is going to be calling that game, then getting on a plane and going to Houston and call the national championship game with Kirk Herbstreet, who's on this show, coming up in hour number two after he just called the Rose Bowl on ESPN for 27 million viewers. And he called it from the booth, now named after him and his family, because he's called 15 Rose Bowls, more than... Keith Jackson ever did. I mean, talk Ooh, about man. a career that he is building. He's on an hour number two. We also had Michael Pittman Jr. on yesterday's program. The Colts will be taking on the Texans on Saturday night. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling that game. Winner of that game goes in as a wild card team. At the very least, they could go in as the AFC South champion, depending on what the Jacksonville Jaguars do against the Tennessee Titans on Sunday, and then Sunday ends with the Bills taking on the Dolphins, which if Jacksonville wins, and if everything starts with the Ravens losing to the Steelers and the Steelers winning that game, and Houston and Indianapolis does not end in a tie, and Jacksonville goes ahead and wins in Tennessee, then the Bills 
need to win Sunday night football or they're eliminated from the playoff race. We'll explain why in a second. Chris Collinsworth's calling that game. He is on this show coming up in about 17 minutes time. And Tom Pelissero will join us in hour number three because, as you know, when the games end on Sunday, so might the coaching tenures of certain individuals wearing headsets for their teams on this week 18. So Tom will be joining us for the latest on all of that. There's you as well at 844-204-RICH being the number to dial. It's a what's more likely Friday as well. We've already chatted with you, Chris. Good to see you. Hey, Rich. Good to see you, Jason Feller, your residency. Your residency here on uh, in uh, El Segundo this week. It's been an outstanding week with you. We're assuming oh, it well, ends thank you. Uh, when Del Tufo comes out of hiding on Monday. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe. TJ Candles, look, good to see you over there, sir. What's up, fellas? How What's are up? you? I'm straight. A great uh, NBA night last night as well. We'll hit that on this program. Again, 844-204-RICH being the number to dial here. But, you know, he's always got football on the brain. And we will talk about Jokic calling game and we will also talk about Giannis versus Vic uh being oh, as good awesome. as we had hoped it might possibly be between the two of them seeing each other for the first time in an NBA court uh we'll talk about that later on but as you know we've got football on the brain here and there are so many scenarios I I, I showed you these color-coded charts yesterday um this color-coded chart is just for seeds one through five possibilities in the NFC. This is all from NFL Network Research. These two pages are the 64 permutations that uh, would be spitting out different results of seeds five through seven in the NFC, including also the four seed in a little bit. This is the 32 permutations for the American Football Conference possible playoff seedings. We've got that up on the screen for our Roku channel viewers. Very nice, very beautiful color code. Um, you know, a little bit of Roy G. Biv in there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a nice uh, spectrum. Um, so there's so many different possibilities. And what I have come up with, just to give you a general sense of things and how things can go completely off the rails, I have come up with a top five. I think that is worthy of beginning this program with. Top five wildest possible week 18 results. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. <laughs> Five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. Top five wildest possible week 18 results. And in case you don't think that my uh, vision of what is possible, 20 some odd years of doing this thing with the NFL, how things can go completely off the rails. If you don't think I have the ability to see, guess what? Brought my glasses today. Hey. I was about to say that. Yesterday, you couldn't have done this. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Well, I could have done it, but it might might have been a little bit more wobbly than it's about to be. I think I've got all my information buttoned up, and I can see it. Number five on the list. The number five on the list of the wildest possible Week 18 results. The Lions wind up as the two seed anyway. Come on, Joe. That is a wild result because we're all talking about, you know, who is eligible, who wasn't eligible and how there's ripple effects and how they're going to wind up having to go to Dallas and they're going to see Matthew Stafford stroll into their building and super wild card weekend. Anyway, this is how it happens. The Lions take on the Minnesota Vikings, win that game, and they look up at the scoreboard and they see two NFC East divisional losses, Dallas and Washington. Philadelphia at the Giants. That puts the Lions in as the two seed. The Cowboys in as the three seed with Matthew Stafford potentially going there in likelihood. And the Philadelphia Eagles losing at the Giants. They go in as the sixth seed. How about that? 
That is entirely possible for the Detroit Lions to wind up being the uh, two seed. Oh, pardon me. And the Eagles going as the five. That's how it works. The Eagles would go in as the five. Dallas would go in as the three. And Minnesota losing to the Lions would put the Lions in as the two. So there you have it. The Philadelphia Eagles need to win and the Cowboys need to win. And if that happens, then the Lions just go in as the three. And we're still talking about Brad Allen, who please, can we have a clean game <laughs> on Saturday night? And everybody who's a big man coming in to try and catch a pass from the offensive line for Baltimore and for Pittsburgh, it's this motion up and down on the chest. Eligible. And saying the words, I am eligible. Just make sure he says, you know what? You can also hand him a note. If I'm Tomlin, oh, that's a really if good I'm one. Tomlin really and I'm Harbaugh, really I will have somebody on the staff put out a note just like, hi, my name is fill in the blank. Some I am shit. eligible on this play. My number is this. And then just like hand it to hand it to Brad. Ask Gene Serator for the index. There's card. paperwork. Yeah. yeah. I mean? There's like... paperwork to back you up. All right. Number four on this list. This is wild. This is really wild. And I almost thought about making this number one, but this game sounds so insignificant. I can't, I can't, I can't put it there. But the fourth wildest possible week 18 result is that the winner of the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders matters. And you're what? like, wait a minute. They're both eliminated, Rich. What are you talking about? That You took the words right out of my mouth. Okay. Here's how it matters. If Jacksonville loses at Tennessee and Pittsburgh loses at Baltimore to start the weekend, they're both 9-8. and eight. And again, Indianapolis and Houston does not end in a tie. Somebody wins it. Okay. All right? If Jacksonville and Pittsburgh both end at 9-8 and eight together, and Denver wins at Vegas to make it a three-way tie at nine and eight. Okay. Hear me out. Then Denver, Pittsburgh, and Jacksonville all being in a nine and eight mosh pit together means that Pittsburgh's loss to Jacksonville at home in week eight does not matter. Because in a three-way tie, if one team hasn't beaten both, head-to-head doesn't matter. So then you go to conference. You go to other tie breaks. You wind up at the fifth tie break. And strength of victory would matter. And Pittsburgh goes in as the seventh seed over Jacksonville because Denver would make it a three-way tie, having this tie break mean something. And if Vegas wins, then Jacksonville goes in because then there wouldn't be a three-way tie between Denver, Pittsburgh, and Jacksonville. And Jacksonville's week eight win in Pittsburgh would matter. So, I can feel it. <laughs> nine and eight Pittsburgh and nine and eight Jacksonville. If that happens, meaning both teams can lose and still make the playoffs, Pittsburgh would go if Denver beats Vegas and Jacksonville will go if Antonio Pierce finishes up with a win to say, I should be coach here over the Denver Broncos. That's how this game would wow. matter. Nice. All right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. Put a pin in that. (laughs) Number three on the top five wildest possible week 18 results list is the eight and nine Falcons win the South and the eight and nine Vikings make the wild card as the seventh seed. That can happen. What? Here's how it happens. Green Bay loses at Chicago. They're out. Not impossible. Seattle loses at Arizona. Okay. They're out. Tampa Bay loses at Carolina. All right. Atlanta beats the Saints. Yep. Therein is the 8-9 and nine NFC South winner. And then Minnesota beats Detroit. Therein as the seventh seed. 
that is how well, Rich, that happens. I'm going to see what that parlay pays. And so Atlanta would be an 8-9 and nine divisional winner hosting either Dallas or Philadelphia. And Minnesota would be an 8-9-7 and nine seven seed visiting either Dallas, Philadelphia, or Detroit. <laughs> wow. That's wild. That is pretty wild. Number right. two on this list. <laughs> it, pretty wild. Ever, everybody, it gets easier here. <laughs> Number two is that the Eagles win the East anyway. Oh. oh. Listen, here's what's on the line. It's as simple. Eagles beat the Giants while the Cowboys stub their toes in D.C. I'm sorry, TJ, to keep speaking these things potentially well, into existence. Are but you these really are, sorry? Because you I'm not saying it. I, I am like, sorry to you, but here's the deal. Eagles. <laughs> Eagles were ten and one once, right? Remember them? Remember, remember that? Yes, remember that? they were ten and one. You know, it used to be ten and one, and then didn't win the division. <laughs> the nineteen eighty six Joe Must Go Jets. That's the last team to do that. Hey, Philadelphia, you want to you you want to be in that boat? You just don't want to be in that boat. You know, at least you can make the playoffs. Those Jets didn't. Those Jets didn't have an opportunity to get an eleventh win. So. You don't want to be that team. Don't be that team. Don't be like the Joe Walton, Joe Musgo Jets. Okay? I wear the scars. I could, I could, I could, I could feel it. So there you go. That's number two on the list. And the number one on the list, wildest possible week 18 result, is that the Buffalo Bills missed the playoffs entirely. Folks, it all starts, as we know, on Saturday with the Steelers at the Ravens. Let's say the Steelers win. They're 10 and 7. Then in the night game, Houston and Indianapolis plays and somebody wins. There's no tie. Winner of that game is 10 and 7. Then the Jacksonville Jaguars win in Tennessee. Winner of that game is 10 and 7. If the Buffalo Bills then lose in Miami that night to wrap up the regular season, they would be 10 and 7, and they are out because they're. 10 and 7 record would include a 6 and 6 conference record and the Steelers if they win in Baltimore would give them a 7 and 5 conference record the winner of Houston and Indianapolis would have a conference record above 500 Houston would be 7 and 5 Indianapolis would be 8 and 4 in conference and then Jacksonville's win would make them 10 and 7 in conference the Bills lose in Miami they're 6 and 6 in conference which means losses at the Jets at New England, at Cincinnati, that one against Denver, where they had it won if it wasn't for that extra man on the field to erase a missed field goal and give him a chance to make it. Bill should be the one seed in the AFC. Those losses would come home to roost and knock the Bills out of the playoffs entirely. Wow. And that's my top five list. Okay, why not? All right, we'll get one more. If you noticed, Imagine that. if you noticed, if you noticed, None of these games at all included a tie. Because has it, has it's it been way a tie too, this year? Well, the, the, the Colts and the Texans played to a tie last year. So Whoa. if that game ends in a tie, Whoa. all bets are off. I'm just going to throw out this last one for you. Any important game, any important game ends in a tie. Everything I just said, I don't. E- I won't even explain it to you. I don't even. I, honestly, there'll be slide rules and projectors in uh, the league offices. I I have no earthly idea what happens. Even if it's the Broncos and the Raiders game, that might matter for two nine and eight teams, right? 
Well, I guess it would matter that 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 it would it, it would hurt the Steelers probably because the Steelers need Denver to have the same nine and eight record to eliminate their loss at home to Jacksonville being a wild card tiebreak that can be put on the table to eliminate them. So any important game ends in a tie affects everything I just said and would make this segment twice as long and have you say, Rich, are you drunk? <laughs> so that would, by the way, also be another wild result of this weekend if we do see thank you Brilliant. thank you if we come do on, somehow Jay. see come on i was Jay. even planning on it but how wild would it be you just ruined it yeah baby what if they've been waiting at verizon all year long all year long to put einstein back on a bike Del Tufo's yeah, back yeah. on Monday, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah Del Tufo's back on Maybe, Monday. He, has he been playing Einstein? Because, you know, I mean, Paul Giamatti's being talked about for an Oscar this year. I don't know if you want part of your Oscar campaign saying, there I am as, a, as Einstein looking for cell reception. But, hey, let's just keep it on football. That would be wild, though. And, by the way, if that happens and Michigan wins the national championship, I might quit. Kaput. <laughs> Kaput. No, I'm not quitting. Eisenpalooza. There you go. That would be Eisenpalooza. There it is, right there on the screen. Thanks, Hoskins, for supporting it graphically, <laughs> even though I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> what do you think? What, really? what would be the wildest right there? Oh, I think that scenario was the number three one where the Eight Falcons, nine Falcons win the South and yes. the eight and nine Vikings make the playoffs. So I just looked that up. You could parlay all of that to happen, and it's 96 to 1. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Panthers win, Vikings win, Falcons win, Bears win, Cardinals win. 90, yeah. Plus 9,600. 9,600. So what's that? Is that it? Uh, it may, yeah, it is. <laughs> Could buy a small car. Let's take a break. <laughs> We've got our friend Chris Collinsworth waiting, and it looks like he might be in the Pro Football Focus Laboratory. He's calling the Bills-Dolphins game on NBC to wrap up the regular season Sunday night, but he's with us next. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed so one last thing to be um <clears throat> Positive, right? So that nine and eight tie with the Steelers and the Jaguars that would make the Denver Raiders game important. Mm-hmm. Should that come about? The Bills clinch a playoff spot even if they lose Sunday night. Right. The minute the Steelers, if they lose to go nine and eight against Baltimore. The Bills clinch a playoff spot, and the gentleman we're talking to right now is calling a game for the right to be the two seed and win the division and potentially host two playoff games or go on the road to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. And in that respect, because the Bills, there are, there are some scenarios where the Bills can wind up the seventh seed. Yeah, there's a if they lose, they have a fifty percent chance of still being the seventh. Right. Seed. So, so it it wouldn't be for the right to go to Kansas City. Miami would go to Kansas City if they lose. There's no scenario where Miami is the seven is the uh, seventh seed in the uh, no in we'd, the AFC. We'd get a rematch of uh, Buffalo Miami. We would, wouldn't we? Yeah, fifty percent. If Buff if Miami wins, there's a fifty percent chance it's Buffalo Miami again. Wildcard weekend. Only this, yeah, in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then if Buffalo loses, there's, uh, let's see, what's the math real quick? 25% that Buffalo is still If Buffalo wins, CBS is cartwheeling, man. Because that means they get Tyreek Hill in Kansas City. Yeah. A game that they didn't get this year because we got it on NFL Network in Germany. Exactly. Oh. And he didn't do much in that game. He did fumble it. Yep. Return for a touchdown. Yep. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by as our friend from NBC is doing right now. He's also the. Uh, the majority owner of Pro Football Focus, which is a great thing uh, for you to go visit right now, certainly at this time of the year with the draft also coming up as well. Going to be calling Dolphins Bills with Mike Tirico and the gang on Sunday night. Our friend Chris Collinsworth back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Chris? Happy New Year, brother. It's good to see that you didn't permanently disappear. I was watching the show last week and you got <laughs> 
you guys were kind of popping yes. on and off the screen. I was getting a little nervous. I thought I was going to lose a couple of my boys out of that show. No, you no, know? no, no. Good it, to see you back. It was no, 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 uh, no humans were harmed in the making of that broadcast. That's, that's great. Just that's the, great. I was, I was nervous. I was nervous. The magic of television. Uh, all mm-hmm. right, let's just jump into this one uh, first up, and then obviously we'll get to the game that you're calling. Uh, On this program on Friday, we have a segment called What's More Likely, and I'm going to throw a what's more likely to you right off the bat. Which team is more likely from last year's Super Bowl to flip a switch and go on a run, the Chiefs or the Eagles, Chris? Mm, Good question. Thank you. Um, um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Eagles because hmm. it just feels a little less likely to me. And the I think the NFC is a little easier path than the AFC. I'm not positive about that, but but it feels like when it's it's conceivable, a team like the Buffalo Bills could end up a seven seed, yes. six seed, whatever, that – that's a little frightening and or the Miami Dolphins could end up in that same position. So I think the the path is a little tougher in the AFC. I don't think anybody has really distinguished themselves. Uh, and other than San Francisco, it just feels like that, you know, I mean, the, the, in the NFC, it feels like any of them could come out of there. So, I mean, we, we've got, we've only got one team at this point, right. That, it's theirs to lose right now, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. Everybody else is, I think they've got a shot. So let's dive a little bit deeper into your response there, starting with the Chiefs. Uh, I understand, again, uh, if the Dolphins lose the game you're calling on Sunday night with Mike Tirico and the rest of the crew, the Dolphins wind up in in Arrowhead. It's entirely possible that the Bills lose this game and other scenarios break on Saturday and earlier on Sunday to make them the sixth seed and go back to the spot where they had just won thanks to Kadarius Tony's foot in part. Um, what what ails the Chiefs that, that could be fixable, do you think? Um, well, you know, I mean, really, they've been riding their defense all season long. I mean, this is the team leading the league in sacks and – um, I think their secondary is really, really good. I mean, Legereus Sneed, Trent McDuffie, those guys have just been making plays uh, all year long, really for the last several years. And they certainly they can get after you on both ends. Right. They've got they've got a good rush and they've got a great player in Chris Jones and they've got uh, some tremendous talent in the secondary. So I, I love starting with defense because nobody ever does. Like when I do preseason prognostications it's I always go all right let me figure out who has the best defense and nobody else will pay attention to it that's the way it the way that it always works so um but you know anytime you're telling me the big problem with the Kansas City Chiefs is what they're doing on offense mm-hmm. then I'm like okay that's possible that that could be fixed right <laughs> right yeah. tell my wife that I'll call her later and she'll be thrilled with that there you go and, Chris but yeah, you're talking to Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen show. You laid down the law. That's it, Chris. Well done. She, she lays it down often. So I don't <laughs> but no, I, I I hear you. But Mahomes has got to throw it to someone, right? And 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 the, and the tackles appear to be turnstiles um, a little bit too more too often around. They, but but to some extent, they were a year ago. And I think it's one of the things that's happened this year, Rich, is that. 
Um, Kansas City last year really became uber talented at chipping both edges and then getting Travis Kelsey out into the route, right? Mm -hmm. And when so they were getting the protection they needed and they were getting a player like Kelsey who was just running three or four yards down the field, get him the ball, he's making somebody miss, and he's making great plays down the field. Um, So the problem is everybody stole it. I mean, it's all over the league right now. Everybody's doing a little bit of the same thing, so they figured out how to play it. They figured out how to defend it and and the whole thing. Um, But I I still feel like with Pacheco that the Chiefs have plenty uh, at the running back position. Mahomes and Kelsey can go off at any time. Um, and, and, you know, I, I always say, you know, I, I love Rasheed Rice. I think he's a tough nut. I just think he's a hard guy to tackle. And Kadarius Tony, in my mind, <laughs> you know, I, I saw him play at Florida. I've seen him in the NFL. I saw him in the Super Bowl. If you want to say, is there any human being that could flip a switch and all of a sudden be unstoppable? Yeah, and my, my line on him is always, if you played a game of tag with the entire National Football League, <laughs> Contarius Tony would win. <laughs> he would win. Like, nobody can just grab him in open space. So I, I, I always look at that as, I mean, it's all the art of the possible. Their interior three offensive line is good as any in football, maybe the best. Um, so yeah, I would say the chiefs. And then let's turn to the Eagles, Chris Collinsworth. You last saw them on the week 14 Sunday night in Dallas, perhaps again, you were in your PFF hat, um, literally, uh, maybe you can figuratively wear your pro football focus hat with an answer to the question of what does ail this team? What is wrong with the Eagles, Chris? Um, I, I think that's a harder question for me because I, I really I look at them. I, I you know AJ and Devonte outside as good as they get. They got Goddard back. Uh, Jalen Hurts I think has been a little dinged up all year. I don't think he's been completely right. DeAndre Swift has given them some big play ability, but this offensive line has consistently been one of the best in in all of football. So. It's a little bit harder for me to come up uh, with a legitimate answer uh, on that side. They've been through a lot now on the defensive side. Um, you know, had to switch defensive coordinators sort of in the middle of the year with Desai uh, going out and Matt Patricia coming in. And um, so that was a little bit of a shakeup. But they've lost so many games on the last drive. I mean, you think about the last month of the season – the last drive is where they're losing, and that's where they were winning a year ago, all except the Super Bowl. Um, and I always think it's hard when you're coming back and you have played in the Super Bowl the year before. Like, the regular season's almost boring. It's almost like, uh, God, just get me to where, you know, I can make another run at this, and it's, it's four months of just pain and suffering. And, you know, it's just, just – and now you're finally there – and the teams that have been there before, I mean, Philadelphia playing on the road in the first couple of rounds of the playoffs is not going to unnerve them, right? Kansas City is not going to get unnerved. Um, so I, I, I think they I think they both have a chance. But I, I've been watching a lot of Baltimore. We saw them a, a couple of weeks ago against Jacksonville. And now I was watching them against Miami studying for, for the game this weekend. And I mean, Baltimore can beat you every way possible. There's nothing that team can't do. 
Um, and short of some disaster happening, you know, uh, somewhere it's it just feels like it's it's theirs to to lose this year yeah we we had patrick queen on thursday's show chris and he mentioned how he sees lamar has full grasp of the playbook right now and so what do you see on film or when you have personally eyeballed the ravens that is different about their offense and lamar who i imagine is going to be the mvp of this campaign what do you have for me on that one yeah, if he doesn't win the MVP, I, I don't know what anybody's watching out there. It's the best team. He's the best player on the best team, and he literally drags them. Um, I, 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 I think the the number one thing, and there's I could list out 20, I think, but the number one thing is his ability to keep a play alive inside the pocket for six, seven, eight seconds. And when you're playing defense against the kind of guys that he has that can get down the field and, and make plays, uh, and his receivers are much, much better than what they were a season ago, um, when you're, you're talking about that kind of production and you've got to protect it for like eight seconds, it's, it's literally impossible. And then even if you do, you know, cover them for eight seconds down the field, that means you've got six people in the secondary chasing five receivers around. And now Lamar is going to run for 40 yards on you. And the teams that can take all of their wideouts or running backs or whatever, and spread them out across the field and can still beat you with the quarterback running the football, the Buffalo bills, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you just go right down the list. It almost feels unfair. I mean, it really does that uh, Jalen, you know, it just feels like they, there's there's three things you have to defend now on defense, and that's too many. Now, again, and and I think you know the Ravens are the best team in football. We're seeing it. They've definitely proved it against the 49ers on Christmas night. However, again, you saw the 49ers on oh well uh, on Thanksgiving night. Were you there Thanksgiving night, or is that the one that you you uh, you were not in the booth for that one Thanksgiving night? Uh, Thanksgiving night, yes, you that was. correct. Okay, I I I don't remember your schedule completely because I know you didn't do both games that week. But so you were there on Thanksgiving night. You saw them destroy Seattle. I mean, they ruined their Thanksgiving. Then you saw what they did against Philadelphia, Seattle, and then they almost completed five in a row bird teams, and then they ran into the Ravens buzzsaw. Does that and it, and you've said multiple times it's the Ravens Super Bowl essentially run to to lose. Where, where do you put the 49ers in this whole thing? Did that one loss kind of throws you off them right now? Um, well, I go right back to the thing we originally talked about, and that is, is the AFC just that much better? Right. Right. I mean, we came into the season and our theory was the AFC is better. It's just better. I think it's proven itself out over the course of the season. If you look at the overall record, the AFC has won a lot more games against the NFC than, than vice versa. So my question going into that Baltimore game was, it looks like the 49ers are the better team, or is it that the Baltimore Ravens have slugged their way through an incredibly tough AFC North with, you know, I mean, Cincinnati hasn't won a game yet in the AFC North. In Pittsburgh, you know what they've got on defense. Cleveland, you know what they've got on defense. And if you're battle-tested and hardened through that division and you come out the other end, San Francisco scares the heck out of everybody on defense. I'll bet it doesn't scare the heck out of Baltimore, you know. And again, 
when you're trying to rush four, which is what San Francisco does, they've made a great living off of rushing four and playing coverage uh, over the years, but you can't do that. You're, you're leaving open. There are always six lanes, right? You have to cover when you're pass rushing. And if you rush four, you only got four of them covered. <laughs> and that, you know, he's going to find one of them. And that's, it's just, it's too much to defend. So I, I, I'm sticking to my theory that the AFC is a little tougher. It doesn't mean that Dallas or Philly or San Francisco or whoever, maybe the Rams, you know, who are getting hot, um, that won't come up and, and be the hot team that wins it all. But going into it, I, I think the AFC has been better. Two last questions for you, Chris Collinsworth, and I'll let you go on with your day. Let's start with the game you're calling on Sunday night, the Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. The stakes are 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 right there on the table. Dolphins are either the two seed with potentially two home games winning the AFC East or they're the six seed going to Kansas City. Buffalo's all over the map. It is entirely possible that the Ravens win on Saturday night. The Saturday night game between the Texans and the Colts does not end in a tie and the Jaguars win earlier in the year on Sunday, which means... The Bills are either the two seed or they're out. That is wild. Like you could be walking into the booth with Mike Tirico on Saturday, on Sunday night, with that being the case. So, what do you think is going to happen based on what you're seeing so far? What what's the what's your analysis of Bills and Dolphins, Chris? Um, I think you have to start with the Bills defense. I mean, they had a monster performance last time out. I mean, they really Rasul Douglas has come over in that trade from Green Bay and just made such a difference. And and he stands to benefit from the fact that Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer in the secondary have been there forever, right? They understand um, Sean McDermott's defense inside and out and literally just talk his way through everything. And he's had, I, I want to say, four interceptions. Rich, in the game the other day, I don't know if you saw it or not, he had he had like a, a tip pass, an interception, a tip pass that created another interception, and then a pick six. I mean, he was the most it was the most dominant quarter I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my entire life. Um, and and they had to have him. Remember, Tredavious White got hurt early in this year, and so when they were really struggling, they were trying to get cornerback play and Rasul Douglas. He did the same thing in Green Bay. You remember when he first went to Green Bay? It seemed like he had six interceptions in in, in the second yeah. half of the season there and really carried that football team through. Plus, they got uh, Daquan Jones, who's been out, I want to say, since the he got first. hurt. In the, he got hurt in the London game I called um, against yes. Jacksonville with Matt Milano. That's exactly right. And Matt Milano is still out, but yep. Daquan Jones is back. And Daquan Jones now gives them that nose tackle sort of power that lets Ed Oliver go run wild. And Ed Oliver is finally becoming Amazing. what I think a lot of us thought he was going to be coming out of college. You know, I'm not comparing him to Aaron Donald, but that's the style of player uh, that he is. And he, and he can be really good inside the other guy. I mean, there's so many sort of unknown guys on this team. Uh, Terrell uh, Bernard, their middle linebacker. This guy has like six and a half sacks. He leads them in tackles, uh, three forced fumbles, three interceptions. He, he's really become the, the leader of that defensive team. And over the last month, 
you know, even with Von Miller doing nothing, you know, Von Miller, he was he was a scratch, a healthy scratch last week. He's not healthy or he'd be playing, right. but, you know, he didn't he didn't play in the game. But they really got, I don't want to say lucky, but Leonard Floyd was just sitting out there, right? And he's had like right around 10 sacks every year, year after year after year. The Rams had to let him go. and uh, But he's come in and, and double-digit sacks again, and he sort of replaced the production uh, of Von Miller. So the, the first and foremost, uh, it is, it's about the Bills' defense in my mind. And then who's playing for Miami? You know, is Jalen Waddle playing? Is Raheem Mostert playing? Uh, do we get A-Chan again, who was brilliant in the game last week? He, he looked great. Um, they're a little thin on the offensive line. They've lost some people uh, up front there. So, uh, and the other thing, Miami really has not had a big offensive day yet against a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a pretty good day, I guess, against Dallas. I really didn't even get to see anything but the highlights of that one. Um, but they're not beating good teams. They're beating up bad teams. And so now you're going to go against the top three defense uh, in one of the biggest games of the year. But you want to do flip side of that. Each of these teams are, I want to say, seven and one at home this season. So you think about the magnitude of this game for both these teams, even Miami. If Miami gets to play, gets, wins the game, becomes a two seed, and now everybody but the one seed has to run through Miami, all of a sudden I like Miami a little bit more. Same's true of Buffalo. If it's a number two seed, Buffalo, and I know Cincinnati went in there and beat them last year, but history has shown that that they are tough to beat at home. The other thing history has shown us is that the Buffalo Bills typically beat the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I want to say it's like 11 out of the last 12. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen has torn them up. Um, so somehow, some way, they've got to overcome that, and they've got to overcome it without their two best pass rushers, Jalen Phillips. Uh, was hurt early on in, in the season, and Bradley Chubb yeah. out, out with those the, are killers. I mean, those are crush. Those are killers. And, and both of them, yeah. both those guys got hurt at the end of a meaningless twenty-one point lead the first time for mm-hmm. Phillips, and came completely out of control this past week with Baltimore. Terrible. Well, that's Sunday night. You and Tariko. So last one for you, Chris. We get we don't get to choose which games we call, uh, as we all know, the vagaries of uh, the television. Sports TV and uh, NFL uh, in charge of the TV gods. We don't, we don't, we don't choose. But, and we also don't know what the scenarios are yet for the playoffs. There are three possible playoff games that are out there, and I want to know which one would you want to call. You would want to be there. You want to be in the booth. And here are your three choices: Tyree Kill returns to Arrowhead. That's one. Okay, Dolphins Chiefs. That's good. Matthew Stafford returns to Detroit to take on Jared Goff taking on the Rams. And then it's it's entirely possible the Browns wind up on divisional playoff weekend with Joe Flacco to Baltimore to try and one and done the Lamar Jackson Ravens. Which one would you want to be in the building in the booth for to call Chris? Um, I mean, Joe Flacco going back to Baltimore is really, I mean, Joe Flacco. With the Browns, still, by the way, not just with anybody, with the Browns, too. Yeah, and, and, but Joe Flacco, his four-game run in the playoffs to win the Super Bowl yeah. and MVP was the most unbelievable thing I think I've ever seen. I mean, I've never seen a guy get hotter during one stretch than 
than what he did. But something about Matthew Stafford going to Detroit mm-hmm. and the Lions. And you know, that one's that's pretty good right there. That is that is pretty good one right there. I think I'd take that one. I bet. Okay, there you go. Uh, great to see you, Chris. Uh, just uh, uh, as always, I like to mention it whenever you and I get to talk here. I saw Belichick in Denver prior to Christmas Eve, um, Patriots and Broncos, and he he's the one who brought up NFL 100, the all-time team show, and how much yeah. he loved working with you and everybody else there. He's still talking about it. Years you later. know, it was it was a really it was a fun day. Um, but to see the way they the players and coaches that came on interacted with him, I, I, I still think it touched him in some way. Now he would throw up if he heard me say <laughs> that. But you know, I, I just think that he was almost surprised. You know, he's such a live in a cave kind of guy, mm. and the amount of respect he got that day or those, whatever it was, three days, whatever long we were there. Um, I, I think it really kind of got to him a little bit. And it doesn't surprise me. It's a great memory. For him. That and the fact that he acted like a kid in a candy store with some of the old school guys coming around too. Like yeah, us and, being and the, watching that, you know. Well, the work that he did on those older Clickers. players. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it was, I learned a lot that day because a lot of that footage only NFL Films has and I, it was just great. I mean, you and I are addicts, you know. I, I don't. I, we, we, we would do it for fun. You know, they don't have to pay us to do what we're doing. But, you know, for Bill, it's even something bigger than that. You know, it's it's from his father to the academies to, you know, it's his life. It's just his absolute life. I, I kind of, I, I, it's not fun to watch this year happen, right? You know, because... People go, oh, Tom Brady, and, you know, Tom is the greatest player of all time, and we all know that. And everybody's a better coach when you have Tom Brady. So I wouldn't mind seeing him have one more go at it, you know. I'd just like to see him one more time with a, with a really top-end quarterback. Chris, thanks for the time. Have a great Sunday night. Uh, everyone should check out Pro Football Focus at this time of year, certainly the playoffs, and then once the season's over, let's we'll talk draft. Your, your crew's nonstop. So thanks for the, thanks for the time. You're the best, Rich. Good talking to you. Right back at you. That's Chris Collinsworth. Check out Sunday Night Football. Final game of the season, Bills-Dolphins. Chris with Mike Tirico and the crew, NBC and Peacock on Sunday night. And that game will also be available to be heard on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. Stream it. All season long, you've been streaming, hopefully, Westwood One broadcasts of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station digital platforms. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and me, Monday night of a super wild card weekend, just like we've been on on Monday night. Stream it for free. Get in the zone with AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. News about the availability of one of the quarterbacks this weekend. That is just broken. We will update you and take some phone calls at 844-204-RICH. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Ah, we're back here. (laughs) Ah. Uh, Herb Street's joining us in 11 minutes. All right. We haven't had him in a while. jumping from one to the other. One to the other. He's calling Monday night. We just spoke to the Sunday night. Monday night, baby. Nerve check. Nerve check. Let's see. Good. Could you do surgery today? I could. Have you always had a steady hand? What's that? What's the other one? What's that movie where it's just like, this is the problem hand? What was that? <laughs> what movie is that? <laughs> I don't know. But that's Why a funny bit. Uh, <laughs> I forget I'm which movie sure. that is. Can you, like, how, how's your hand? How's your nerves? Fine. But here's my other hand. I, I, what uh, movie is that? Let's see. You can't look that is up. Is that the direct quote? I could try to look that up. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I, don't know. know what, uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't either. I forget which movie. Somebody's out there watching. Doctor, doctor, doctor. Somebody's doctor. out there. That, that, that may be. What uh, that is. That's Spies Like Black Us. Spies Like Us. Yeah. Doctor. 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 Uh, I mean, I have too many papers here. <laughs> I've got charts. You know what, what it is? These now. are all playoffs. You, you gave me you gave me a second one of the NFC four six seven. Yeah, and I it looked the same to me. I know. So I threw it away, and now I don't have it. And I'm like, I feel lost every time you bring up the second scenarios for this four six seven. Do you do you even look at these, DJ? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got it right there. Yes. No, you got to fold it away. You got to fold it away. It's in your script. It's not even folded. Well, you got the script over there. What do you need these for? I don't really need it. You literally know what's going to happen. I mean, I got this. This is all I need, to be honest with you. Uh, I told you to throw that out after the first week. Why would I do that, though? Because you can't. Wait wait till you see what happens on Sunday. For all the conspiracy people, do you think this year enhanced that? Of course it is. Our whole world is enhanced conspiracy theorists. (laughs) They're not serious people. Serious people. Back on the Rich Eisen Show. (laughs) How are you, everybody? All right, here's the news. I took my oldest son to school today. That's the news? Well, it's a setup. Oh, sorry. oh okay. Oh, sorry. Congratulations. <laughs> wow, great. Great job. Xander, I took him to school. I, I took mine to school today, hey. too. Hey, hey, look at us. Um, and then, well, mine, we stopped at Starbucks first. <laughs> um, you didn't do that with Cage. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no. Okay. Um, uh, Coop woke him up today. Mm-hmm. He He's just wanted to talk about playoff scenarios. God bless him. He's locked. He's locked. Locked and ready to go. Okay. Um, other children of mine. <laughs> uh, one is resting on Sunday. Not playing, right? Brock Purdy's Brock, not starting? Brock Purdy, yeah, yeah. Sam Darnold's starting. Okay. Against Carson Wentz. Right. 
Um, Kyle Hamilton. I bet you he's not playing. No reason. There's no reason to play him. No reason. Yeah, I'm not playing him. Nope, nope. Mason Rudolph's not going to look and see my son across the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> my boy Baker. Oh, he had the glint. He had the glint. He had, in he had his it. Eye. He had it this week. When he said, with his questionableness, his ribs aching, he's like, I, I intend to play this week. And he says, oh, in Carolina too? Because if anybody is slighting him, you don't have to only deal with him. You got to deal with me. <laughs> and Baker, moments ago, while I'm talking to Chris Collinsworth, he's going. He's starting in Carolina. Nice. He wants to host the Cowboys or the Eagles. That's what he wants to do. Well, he also has some uh, financial incentive. Oh, he does. Heavy oh. financial incentive. Oh, too. Nice. Let me ask you this question. There are a lot of those in week 18. Yeah, when you are. see this soundbite on the screen, do you think it's a man thinking of money? I mean, it's always part of your thought process. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, but uh, it might be the driving. And again, force. look at his, for those watching on the Roku channel, look at his right eye. It's on the left part of your screen, his right eye, when he talks about wanting to go back to Carolina. Even though, right even though I believe nobody who brought him in is there, maybe David Tepper, I guess. I don't know. Get it. I'll do everything I can to be out there. That's for sure. Uh, division on the line, playoff hopes on the line. Going back to Carolina, yeah, I'll do everything I can. Oh, there's a glint. Yeah, I can do everything I can. Okay, yep. I can you. feel it. I can feel it too. I thought I saw dollar signs in it. So if Tampa wins, they're in. <laughs> Tampa the wins, they're in. Tampa wins, they are in. It's and... Blazing Saddles was the movie, by the way. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, the, the other shooting hand. It's yeah. my shooting hand. That's yeah. right. All right. The great Gene Wilder. I figured it had to be. Fantastic. Thank you for everybody out there. Shout out Terzo. Hey, man. Terzo, well done. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Atlanta wins. Then then New Orleans and, and Atlanta's just for, you know, what's and giggles. Although, wait a minute. New Orleans has a chance to make it as well. If they lose. If they lose. Correct. Okay. But Atlanta doesn't. No. Atlanta, Atlanta loses. They're out. Minute Tampa wins. Atlanta's, you know off until next year okay here we go new orleans gonna lose but they need arizona to win and chicago that's true and if arizona wins and chicago wins then your doomsday carolina loses (laughs) atlanta can win the division at eight and nine correct oh boy let's go folks kirk herb street's going to talk about the rose bowl and obviously the national championship game coming up and also we can ask him about what the best team that he's seen on Thursday night this year. When was when did they have it? I have this here. This I've got too many color-coded charts. I have too many of them. <laughs> but the best part about it is I have my glasses. I can see clearly now. When, when did you the remember the glasses? Was it did last night? Did you put them aside? The I saw the memo. Yeah, I did. Did you put the glasses aside last night? Was it this morning Took situation? Took it to poker, left it in the car. Got it. Well done. Did you need them for poker? Of course. Got it. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I mean, you know what AA looks like when you flip them. You know Baltimore know. was uh, home oh. for Cincinnati on uh, week 11. <laughs> was that already uh, a Jake? That wasn't a Jake Browning game yet, I don't think, right? Jake Browning week 11? No. Although, wait a minute. Jake Browning, that was the game in which Jake Browning came on. That was. He came in and. Herb game. Street watched Burrow go out for the year. Week 11? On Thursday night football. Yes, sir. Wow. Because then Jake Browning's next game was home against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh won that game. 
And then after that, Pittsburgh lost home to Arizona, home to New England at Indianapolis, and that was the three-game losing streak that made me the scourge of Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> the scourge. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Boy, those, those Steelers aggregators, I appreciate you listening and watching this program. <laughs> we talk a lot of Steelers football on this show. Well, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. More than any of the injuries that we're going up against right now. Hey, Kirk Street coming up. This will be great.